0: Tonight is prayer night, and we do have some folks to lift up in prayer tonight. I've got some here, and and I'll open, first of all, tonight, pray for our country. In a situation around the world, naturally, we need to pray for our country for several reasons, but uh, pray about the pandemic that's going on, the COVID situation. Let's pray about that. Pray for healing for this disease. Pray for those that have lost loved ones. Pray that our leaders will have wisdom at this time, and pray that all of us will have wisdom during this time. Also, pray for our country tonight for healing, and I'm not talking about the pandemic healing. I'm talking about all the things going on tonight in our country, and our country needs healing, and our country needs a touch from God, and I wish you'd pray tonight that God will work a miracle in our country, and uh, when you think about that, pray for the leaders of our country that God will give them wisdom to do the right things, move the right direction, and And pray. Again, pray. Get on your face and pray for our country tonight. Also, I've got some tonight that I'm going to ask you to pray for specifically. And pray for somebody that's going to have surgery tomorrow and pray for them that God will bless them. And also pray for somebody that is recuperating from surgery. You're going to lift them up in prayer if you would. Also pray for the spiritual needs that people have. Uh, I know some of the families in our church have relatives that are lost. I pray that you would And I ask that you would pray for them and pray that we would be witnesses to them. And also for those in the world that are lost tonight and those that think they're Christians that really aren't. I pray that you would just touch, that the Lord would touch them. Also those that have other spiritual needs tonight. Maybe they're doubting their faith or struggling. Pray for those that are out of church tonight. Pray for those that are living in sin and need to get their hearts back in tune with God. And uh, pray for them. Also pray for those not only that have spiritual needs, pray for those that are sick tonight. And ask the Lord to touch them, those that have the different diseases. I know in our church we have people that have uh, dementia, and we have people that have Parkinson's, and we have people that have, uh, have, um, have had cancer, and, and then there are other diseases. I want you to just pray that the Lord will heal them and touch them and, and encourage their heart. And also pray that the Lord would give us somebody with a cure for all these diseases. There are many others out there like ALS and different things like that. And I wish you'd pray that the Lord would just touch people tonight and heal them and give them peace, those that are going through end-of-life things. Pray that the Lord would give those families grace and mercy tonight. Also, again, do pray for cures. And I know one of the things here at our church, we've been praying for a cure for cancer, but add these other diseases in there. Also pray again for our country tonight. And when I think of this, I think a revival. Our country needs revival. Our city needs revival. And I I beg you tonight, those of you that are listening, would you do me a favor this week? Would you pray for our church that God would bring revival to our midst? Would you pray for that for me, please? Uh, I need revival, and I believe our church needs revival. And I pray that you would just ask God to be merciful to us and bring revival. And uh, also tonight, pray for the leaders of our country and our city and our state Number one, pray for wisdom, but then most important, above that, pray that they'll be saved. You know, in that passage in Timothy where he talks about praying for our leaders, he said, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We need to pray for them that they would find Christ or that they would find out about Jesus and and follow Him. Pray for them. Also tonight, pray for the nation of Israel. I will bless them that bless thee, he said. And I pray that you would bless the nation. pray that God will bless them. Also pray for those tonight who need jobs, those that have different job situations going on. Pray for them and ask the Lord to bless there. Please do that. That's the ones I have in front of me tonight. I'm sure some of you have some other things on your heart. Maybe I don't know what they are, and but you do. And so I'm going to ask you right now to bow your head with me. Bow your head right where you are. And as I pray, you pray. And let's pray that God will just bless, bless and touch hearts tonight. Let's pray. Father, I beg you tonight just to do a work here. I beg you to do something special. Father, I pray you forgive me where I failed you. I pray you'd help me to give out the truth of your word. Father, I pray you to help me to challenge tonight in this matter of prayer. Father, I'm the last person to talk about prayer. We're all needy people, and all of us need to be people of prayer. But Father, tonight I beg you, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come to you the best I know how tonight, Lord, with these requests. You said, let your requests be made known unto you. And Father, we're letting our requests be made known. Father, tonight for our country, I beg you to just touch our country tonight. Bring healing to our land. Bring revival to our land. Father, I pray you bring a harvest of souls in these times. Yes, some things look crazy and bad, and we don't know often which way to go, but Father, I beg you tonight to touch our country. I beg you tonight to do something there. Help people to love one another and respect one another and do the right thing. And Father, I pray. That you would just bless tonight again father bring revival to our midst revival so that christians can be stirred lost to be saved but number one lord so that your name would be magnified father i pray for those tonight that have special needs we have one facing surgery tomorrow i pray you touch them father i pray for the family that you give them peace father for another that's recuperating i pray you bless them Father, others that are going through different things, Father, I pray that you would touch them. Other diseases, Parkinson's, dementia, ALS, cancer, whatever they're going through tonight, Father, I pray that you would heal them. If people have this COVID disease, I pray you'd heal them. Father, I pray you give us somebody with a cure for these diseases. Father, I beg you to perform a miracle. And Father, tonight I also pray for those that are going through end-of-life things right now seems like death is on our mind. And Father, I pray that you would help people to realize that they need to be prepared for death. Father, I pray you just bless them. Father, I pray that you would touch the nation of Israel tonight. Bless them. Touch our political leaders tonight. Bless them. Father, I pray you touch our church tonight and bring revival to our midst. Father, bring revival. Bring revival to our city, our country, our state. Bring revival. Father, I pray that you'd do something here. Father, I could just see you working here and letting us see people saved and lives changed. And Father, I beg you to bring revival. Father, I beg you to touch those that are lost and save them, family members, friends, people we don't even know. Save the lost tonight, Father. Father, for those that have job situations, I pray you'd work those things out. Father, for those that have monetary needs, I pray you meet them. Those that have emotional needs, I pray you'd take care of them. And Father, I just pray that you would do a mighty work in all of our hearts. Bless now tonight. Again, Father, forgive us where we fail thee. Help us to get on our knees and confess our sins. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you tonight. Again, let me encourage you to pray one for another. The Bible says in James chapter 5, pray one for another. And let me ask you tonight to pray for us, that God will bring revival to our midst. Brother West is going to sing for you tonight, I Won't Have to Cross Jordan Alone.
1: Come to the river at ending of day When the last winds of sorrow have flown There'll be somebody waiting to show me the way I won't have to cross Jordan alone I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Jesus died all my sins to atone. When the darkness I see, He'll be waiting for me. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Though the billows of trouble and sorrows may sweep, Christ the Savior will care for his own. Till the end of my journey, my soul he will keep. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. I won't have to cross Jordan alone, Jesus died, all my sins to all When the darkness I see, he'll be waiting for me, I won't have to cross Jordan alone. When the darkness I see, He'll be waiting for me. I won't have to cross Jordan alone.
0: Amen. Appreciate that, Brother Wes. Do appreciate that tonight, and uh, appreciate you singing for us tonight. And uh, take your Bible, if you would, please, and and go to 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter 12. And uh, if uh, you don't know where that's at, that's in the Old Testament, by the way. And uh, I often joke to our people, if it's in 1 Samuel where I want you to turn, that is right before 2 Samuel. My daughter is now looking at me, shaking her head, oh, that's bad, Dad. And uh, so, but anyhow... But First uh, Samuel comes right after Judges and Judges and Ruth, and so you'll find it there. And and uh, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First, Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, First, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs. Hopefully, you can memorize the books of the Bible. Help you find things easier. And uh, but First Samuel chapter twelve tonight. 1 Samuel chapter twelve. And uh, I really, I really, I know I say this a lot. I don't have a long message tonight. I know somebody's going to say, "Right, we're going to be here forever." No, I, I really don't. And uh, but let me encourage: you, if you got your Bible, to look in your Bible with us. If you don't, you have an iPad and you have an app there. Put it down, uh, look it up, uh, or on your smartphone. However you want to do it. And now, if you're if you're in a truck or driving down the road, let me encourage you not to open a Bible as you're driving. Okay. And so, but listen up, and I'll read the scripture to you. But I'm going to go to First Samuel chapter 12. And this is where Saul is made king, and the people have sinned against God by asking God for a king over Israel when God was their king. You say, wait a minute, what, what? Yeah, God was their king. In fact, you go back to verse 12, and uh, he says, And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, came against you, you said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us when the Lord your God was your king. Wow. They said they wanted a physical king. They didn't want God to be their king. They wanted a physical king like the other nations had. And so, but now come down to verse 20. This is the chapter and, and down in verse 20, it says, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And that's good advice for you and I. You know, you and I may have sinned. You and I have messed up, may, may have messed up. But folks, let's let me tell you something. That doesn't mean you and I need to turn away from God. We need to continue serving the Lord. You know, even if you've messed up in life, even if you've blown it, guess what? God can still use you. And God loves you. And and folks, just continue to go on. You say, well, I've blown it royally. What do I do? Get back up and keep on. It's kind of like when a baby falls. You tell the baby to stay down. No. Get back up and try to walk some more. And that's what you and I need to do. Now, go on down to verse 21. And turn ye not aside for... Uh, For then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. See, one of the dangers is when you blow it or sin is that you keep doing it and you go off the track and you start following things that are useless, things that are empty, things that will not profit you. Look at verse 22. For the Lord will not forsake His people for His great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you His people. Moreover, as for me, look at verse 23 now, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things He hath done for you. But if ye still, but if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. Now I want you to jump back to verse 23. And verse 23 is kind of going to be our text a little bit tonight. And uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time in it, but I want to just show you one line. And notice what he said. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord In ceasing to pray for you. Did you catch that line? But God forbid, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Samuel's words to the nation of Israel, to God's people. Think about that for a minute. And tonight I want to ask you the question tonight what happened to the Wednesday night prayer meeting? What happened? to the Wednesday night prayer meeting. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. I pray the Holy Spirit would just use these words tonight to challenge our hearts, direct our lives, direct our paths. And Father, I pray that you just help us to to see tonight the importance of prayer and, and to understand what we need to do. And Father, I pray you'd help us all to follow you Encourage our hearts tonight, for I ask in Jesus' name, amen amen. Now, the question is, what happened to the Wednesday night prayer meeting? What happened? You know, Wednesday services, Wednesday services in church, Wednesday evening services in church, uh, were common in in church life for years. And it used to be that people would go to Wednesday night service. They'd make an appointment on Wednesday night to go to church. But have you ever wondered where Wednesday night services came from? After all, you do not read anything in the Bible that says, Thou shalt attend church on Wednesday night. Now, you do hear where you need to be part of a church family. You do see that. You see the example in the book of Acts. When people got saved, they became part of a church. When Paul went out, did the work of a missionary, people got saved, they became part of a church. He organized them into a church. You go to Hebrews chapter 10, they were not to forsake the assembling of themselves together. They were not to do that. They were to meet together as a church. But you don't see anything that specifically says meet together for a Wednesday night prayer meeting. All it says is you need to be part of a church and you need to be faithful to meet together with that church. So it does say that. But where did the Wednesday night services come from? Well, if you, if you want to know a little bit of the history, originally Wednesday night services were called prayer meetings. They were called prayer meetings. Why? You know what they were? They were prayer meetings. You say, where did they originate? Well, some people believe they they go back as far as the slave days here in America. Others, D. L. Moody revivals and the Finney revivals. Some say they come from the New York revivals, the New York revivals. But gradually, what happened is they turned from a prayer meeting to a church service with a Bible study, a church service with a Bible study, and then um, you had singing and you had prayer and you had a brief lesson and Things like that, that's, that's what you had, and that's where they went, and that's kind of where the, the pattern has gone. In fact, I read something and, and, uh, um, that, uh, um, that, that kind of illustrated that. This writer, and I don't remember who the writer was, he said this. He said the midweek prayer meeting had its beginnings in prayer meetings that were occasionally mentioned before 1800, but it became popular through the efforts of Charles Finney, Finney and D.L. Moody in the 1800s. He went on, Moody held noon prayer meetings in conjunction with his preaching campaigns during the years of 1857 and 1858, an awakening occurred that was later called the prayer meeting revival. And I believe you could almost say in the 1858, that's probably the New York prayer revival that saw thousands come to Christ and thousands praying on Wednesdays. By 1900, the the writer goes on, prayer meetings or midweek services became common in most evangelistic and many Protestant churches. But then listen to what he said. By the mid-1900s, the prayer emphasis of the midweek service was often replaced by a teaching or preaching service. Did you catch that? In other words, they were prayer meetings at the beginning of the 1900s. But then as the 1900s progressed, they became preaching services or, or uh, um, a teaching service is what they became. And uh, But you know what we see today? In the day you and I live, sadly, many churches today uh, are come to the place where on Wednesday night they have just a brief service. Somebody told me not long ago they visited another church and it had to be a business meeting night. So they had a quick prayer and they had their business meeting and they left and went home. That's what they did. Some have just a brief church service. Some who still have Wednesday night service call it more of a refueling time in the mid middle of the week to help you stay on track and stay encouraged and go forward. But you know what's going on? A lot of churches are eliminating Wednesday night altogether, just like they're eliminating Sunday night. You know, I was reading something, and I I read something by one writer, and he brought this out, and he said this. He said, many mainstream denominations have eliminated not only Wednesday evening meetings, but Sunday evening as well, because their members would not attend. Did you catch that? They eliminated it because people were not coming. And listen to what he said. He said, it is striking that as their members demonstrated greater and greater need for spiritual edification, their leaders responded by providing fewer and fewer opportunities. In other words, the answer was when the people quit coming, instead of continuing on trying to stir hearts to feed the people, you know what they did? They just shut it down and took it away. And that's what we're seeing today. It is sad People are eliminating the Wednesday night service altogether. Now, the question comes up right here, and i got to ask the question, are prayer and prayer meetings important? Are prayer and prayer meetings important? And I've got to tell you tonight, as I thought about this, I thought about the importance of prayer. I thought about the importance of prayer meetings. You know, when you think about it, you look in the Bible, you'll find that prayer was important to Jesus Christ and His life when He was here on earth. You will find there were times he went and got away and got by himself and prayed. You will notice before he he broke the bread in the feeding of the 5,000. What did he do? He blessed it. Did he not? You know, you look around and you'll find Jesus was a man of prayer. Before the cross, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and spent time in prayer. Not only was prayer an important part of Jesus' life, prayer was an important part of his teaching. It was an important part of his teaching. Think about it. Jesus taught that you and I ought to pray. He taught the Lord's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He taught us how to pray. But not only do, we see that prayer was important to Jesus and prayer was an important part of his teaching. We also see prayer was an important part of the early church. You see there in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, when people got saved on the day of Pentecost in verse 41, the 3,000, the Bible says, and they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in what? Prayer. They continued steadfastly in prayer. You go to Acts chapter 3, you find Peter and John going into the temple at the hour of what? Prayer. You go to Acts chapter 4, you know what you find? Persecution arises. So you know what they did? They prayed. And as a result of their prayer, the power of God came down. They prayed. Folks, prayer was an important part of the early church. But then we also see that prayer was an important part of great historical moves of God. Think about that for a little bit. We talk about revival in days gone by, and one of the things I am praying for, and I am begged, and I and I would love to see, and I, Lord, please, would you let us see a modern-day revival like we saw back in Wales, like we saw back in New York, like we saw back in the Great Awakening? Father, would you bring that kind of revival? But you look at those revivals. You know what one of the keys those revivals were? It was prayer that you look at those revivals prayer was a key prayer played a central part in those revivals and in fact many of those revivals were called prayer revivals prayer revivals what are we saying prayer is important can i say tonight to you just say it quickly and challenge you with this folks we need to get back to prayer we need to get back to prayer my point for this hour my point, very simply for this hour, is this. I wonder if we need to ask the Lord like the disciples did in Luke 11:1, Lord, teach us to pray again. Teach us to pray. Folks, we need to pray as individual believers. Then We need to pray as friends with one another. We need to pray as a family. And then let me also say, we need to pray together as a church family. Did you get that? We need to pray together as a church family. You know, I, I thought about something. I did this once before, I think, and and I thought about maybe the next Wednesday night that we're open, which will be next Wednesday night. I don't know how we're going to do with this with a live stream. I, I am just uh, trying to figure out how can I do a Wednesday night service, live stream, Facebook, and kind of run it like the 1858 prayer revival. And I'm like, in New York, the way they ran it. I, I, I don't know how to do that, Brother West, but I think we need to change prayer up a little bit, prayer meeting night up a little bit, and make it a more of a time of what? Prayer. Make it more of a time of prayer. Folks, we need to pray. We need to be people of prayer. We need to have churches of prayer. I like what Charles Haddon Spurgeon said about church and prayer meetings. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Spurgeon identified three reasons for a church to have a regular prayer meeting. Are you Ready? Here they are. Number one, it unites and encourages God's people. It unites and encourages God's people. Number two, he said, it generates devotion to God. It generates devotion to God. Number three, it brings God's promised blessing, according to Matthew 18, 19, and 20. And then Sermon preached a sermon on August 30, 1868. And in that sermon, Spurgeon preached or spoke of the value of prayer meetings in general. And this is what he said. He said the prayer meeting in its is an institution which ought to be very precious to us and to be cherished by us as a church for to it we owe everything. Wow. Did you catch that? Think about that for a minute. And listen to what else he said. Spurgeon went on. He said in the spirit of in the spirit of prayer excuse me, it is in the spirit of prayer that our strength lies. And if we lose this, the hair will be cut off from Samson's head and God's holy church will become weak as water. And though we, as Samson did, go and try to shake ourselves as at other times, we shall hear the cry, the Philistines are upon you, and our eyes will be put out and the glory will depart unless we continue mighty and earnestly in prayer. Boy, isn't that amazing? Folks, we need to be people of prayer. We need to be a church of prayer. We need to pray. Now, I read the scripture to you while ago in 1 Samuel. Read the scripture. Uh, Basically, in the passage, we have Samuel speaking to the nation of Israel after they made Saul their king. He is going over some things and showing them their sin against God. But what we read was that passage in verse 23 where he said, For over as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. These comments that you find in verses 20 through the end of the chapter from Samuel were in were in response to the people after they saw a great move of God. In verse 19, the people said, and all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God that we die not, for we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. Israel was asking Samuel to pray for them to God. And then down in verse 23, Samuel made these comments He said, moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. I read that. And I wonder, my friends, do you and I sin against God by neglecting prayer? Huh? Do you and I sin against God by neglecting prayer? Let me remind you of three things tonight, very quickly. Number one, we need to pray. Folks, as people of God, as Christians, now more than ever, we need to pray. If we want to see God answer prayer, we need to pray. If we want to see God move in our society, we need to pray. If we want to see God bring revival, we need to pray. If we want to see God heal the sick, we need to pray. If we want to see God do anything at all, we need to get on our knees and pray, my friends. Number two, not only do we need to pray, we need to pray faithfully. How many of us, something will happen, pop up, and the only time we pray is when trouble comes? Folks, I'm not against praying when trouble comes. I'm against that being the only time you pray. Folks, we ought to be faithful to pray. Pray without ceasing, First Thessalonians 5, 17 said. Pray without ceasing. And Folks, you and I need to be people who faithfully pray. Then number three, we need to pray together. There are times we need to get together with other believers and we need to pray. And the Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there will I be in the midst of them. And folks, as churches today, we need to get together and pray and have prayer meetings again. We need to be praying together. And when your church has a prayer meeting or our church has a prayer meeting, guess what? You ought to be there. You say, well, Brother Scott, I can't pray very well. You don't have to pray. Just be there and pray silently and let the others pray. But pray with other believers. If we want to see God work, if we want to see God move, it's going to take prayer. I want to close this message tonight. Told you it was short. with a With one of these, uh, I know I've read a lot tonight, but I want to I want to share this with you. It's a um, I don't know what you call it. It's not a poem necessarily, but it's a, it's a, somebody wrote this years ago. It's called the obituary. Of Mr. Prayer Meeting, the obituary of Mr. Prayer Meeting. Think about that. It says, Mr. Prayer Meeting died recently at the first neglected church on Worldly Avenue. Boy, that sounds tough, doesn't it? Well, I'll hush and read. Mr. Prayer Meeting died recently at the first neglected church on Worldly Avenue. Born many years ago in the midst of great revivals, he was strong, healthy child, fed largely on testimony and Bible study, soon growing into a worldwide prominence. It was one of the most influential members of the famous church family. For the past several years, Brother Prayer Meeting has been failing in health, gradually wasting away until rendered helpless by the stiffening of the knees, coldness of heart, inactivity, and weakness of purpose and willpower. At the last, he was but a shadow of his former happy self. His last whispered words were inquiries concerning the strange absence of his loved ones now busy in the marts of trade and places of worldly amusements. Experts, including Dr. Works, Dr. Reform, and Dr. Joyner, disagreed as to the cause of his fatal illness, administering large doses of organizations, socials, contests, drives, but to no avail. A postmortem showed that a deficiency of spiritual food coupled with a lack of faith, heartfelt religion, and general support were contributing causes to a death. Only a few were present at his death, sobbing over memories of his past beauty and power, In honor of his passing, the church doors will be closed on Wednesday nights, save the third Wednesday of each month when the Ladies' Pink Lemonade Society serves refreshments to the men's handball team. Folks, let's start prayer meetings again. Let's start praying together again. You say, well, Brother Scott, I don't have anybody I can pray with. Find some good Christian friends that you can pray with. If you have to get on the phone and FaceTime them together, We did that the other night. Had a prayer meeting the other night with FaceTime where some of us got on the phone together and prayed. Folks, you can do it. People call me all the time and say, would you pray for them now? I pray with them on the phone. Folks, let's be people of prayer tonight.